All right, Anthony on Air Podcast back for another episode. And we want to just say to all of our veterans out there on this Veterans Day, thank you so much for your service. Um, my father, uh, a veteran. My wife's father, a veteran. We have plenty in the family. Uh, you know one of our proud sponsors is Hero Soap Company, which is veteran-owned and operated, and uh, we're so proud to work with veteran businesses, and uh, we're so proud of our veterans. So on this Veterans Day, I just wanna start by saying how grateful we are for all the service and sacrifice, and uh, and thank you, uh, because yeah. we wouldn't be able to do these things without you, and we really do enjoy doing these things, so I, I can't tell you how much we appreciate it so much. Cuddles is on the podcast today. Hi, Cuddles. Hi, thank you to all our veterans yes. and all that are still serving. Yes, very important. Um, and we want to get into the day's news. So uh, we have a Ghislaine update. She's getting rebuffed once again in her appeals. Steven Spielberg's daughter's doing porn and a Mississippi Republican calls for his state to secede from the union, although there was a little bit of a misspelling there. So he didn't actually achieve the goal of what he was trying to do. Uh, let's start with Ghislaine, because this is a uh, quick update. Um, she got uh, handed a setback, a sharply worded setback over some uh, appeal that she had set up. It's a little complicated, but it's my understanding that she wanted to submit some evidence some documents but she wanted she would only agree to do it if it was sealed she didn't want it ever seeing the light of day and she kind of made this attempt twice she wanted two things to go in for discover discovery excuse me and um both of her appeals were denied so her original request to file documents under a seal so none none of the details of that request are currently public knowledge. Additionally, her request would only have impacted documents that were never likely to become public in the first place. Finally, the appeals court denied uh, the, the appeals court denial of the request maintains the wall of judicial secrecy around what exactly Maxwell was attempting to put on the record. So we don't know what she was trying to put on the record, but she was trying to put something on the record in secrecy. Shady. She's shady. Shady, right? Like, what are Extremely you? shady. What are you trying to put out there that you don't want the public to know, but that you want the lawyers and the judge, obviously, to know? Like that. Mm -hmm. My conspiracy theory, uh, you know, is is tingling. My my conspiracy theory senses are tingling. Antennas going off. Yeah, I mean that is that's some crazy. That's some crazy stuff, but uh, she was obviously denied. Uh, one of the judges that heard the appeal says here, and I quote, after 14 single-spaced pages of heated rhetoric, the defendant uh, proffers no more than vague, speculative, and conclusory assertions as to why that is the case. She provides no coherent explanation of what argument she intends to make before those courts that requires the presentation of materials received in discovery in this criminal matter under the existing terms of the protective order in this case. And she furnishes no substantive explanation regarding the relevance of the documents to decisions to be made in those matters, let alone any explanation of why modifying the protective order in order to allow such disclosure is necessary to ensure fair adjudication 
of those matters. In sum, the arguments Maxwell presents to the court plainly fail to establish good cause. The defendant's request is denied on this basis. So pretty harsh rhetoric from the judges here, essentially saying she blabs on for 14 pages, not saying what she's trying to present into discovery and what she hopes to achieve. Cause you do have to say that, you know, if you present some evidence or something, you have to say what your purposes are. And she's obviously trying to put something across. That's a secret and they're saying no to it. So that's the latest update. In the Everyone, everyone's tired of her bullshit. <laughs> Everybody it's, is. Every, we are tired of her. Yeah, I mean, I don't. And and by the way, I mean, there is a like like they were saying, there is not everything that is going to be presented in the cases has to be released to the public. Not every single thing. So they also kind of alluded to the fact that this might not have made it to the light of day anyway. It might have just been a piece of evidence that both parties have and. And that was the end of it. But to me, again, you you kind of have this like little thing going of like, what coded whatever th threat or information or somebody's name or or what would be included in this that would make the judges or the lawyers, you know, second mm -hmm. guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you could technically put a threat into a. Uh, uh, a legal filing. I don't know if that's a smart move, but clearly she was uh, she was either just flat out wasting time or she was trying to get something across and keep it uh, inconspicuous. So I'm not entirely sure. But she lost. Yeah. So um, all still is falling in the right direction for the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, justice train. So let's keep that. Let's hope that that keeps moving on. Um, the uh, fine folks over at Hero Soap Company mentioned this before. They are our proud sponsors of this episode. We love working with them because they are veteran owned. When you buy a bar soap, they send a bar soap over to the troops, which is great. Uh, and they they like anybody who serves in our military. They just go above and beyond. Um, and they make a better bar of soap than I've ever had before. There's no parabens. There's no fake chemicals. There's all natural. It's great. It is, uh, you feel very clean. You don't have that like scuzzy, like soapy feeling sometimes that you get from a, a, a bar of soap. They just make a phenomenal product. And part of the proceeds from their sales go to help build homes for veterans so that when they return from service, they can move into a mortgage-free home, which is extraordinary. On top of the fact that it helps our podcast, grab the link in the description below or the uh, banner on the homepage of anthonyonair.com. And you can also save 20% off on a subscription where you sign up to get however much soap you want sent to your house every single month so you never have to worry about having a bar of soap around, which is a great deal. So promo code Anthony on that. And again, click the link in the description. Uh, especially making a purchase on Veterans Day is, uh, is an extraordinarily nice thing of you to do if you can do that. So that would be great, and we would appreciate it. Uh, Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, says doing porn is a healing journey for her. Try writing in a book or maybe, you know, crocheting or like scrapbooking. <laughs> How many activities could you possibly name before you land and settle on porn? Everything. Yeah. I mean, everything. Basically, Cuddles is nailing it. Basically, everything. everything. You got to kind of. Yes, crocheting, knitting, golfing, gardening. gardening. Yeah, 
Especially when dad is Steven Spielberg, who has a ton of money. Shopping. Just and at shopping, an endless amount of of places you can go to try different things to make you feel better before you actually settle in and land on porn. I mean, is okay. Is porn now? I'm horrified by this because I I have a daughter, so. Oh God! Don't see. Just everything. Everything about my instincts is to keep her away from porn. But is porn not as tabooy as it used to be? Because I say that because. With the advent of the phone and everybody's got like a porn clip online now and everybody's starting OnlyFans and there's all these things that are happening in society right now, especially in in the world that we live in where everybody's at home and doing everything virtually is the stigma of uh, a life in porn. And I will say porn artists, actors, actresses that have risen above the field and gotten into real acting and things of that nature. Uh, is this not have the stigma on it that it used to have or, or is it? No, just, no. It's still, it's, it's still uh, I mean, I'm maybe I'm, I'm a mother. So for me, I, I'm speechless, but um, yes, yeah, still, still got a stigma for me. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So the, uh, the lady in question, Steven Spielberg's daughter, Michaela, she's adopted. She's 24 years old. Uh, Spielberg, 73. His actress wife, Kate Capshaw, is 66. They have more money than anything. In February, Michaela was jailed for domestic abuse following a clash with her then-fiancé and pro-dart player, Chuck Pankow, who is 27 years older than she. The charges wait, were... What? Wait, there's actually, like, a pro-dart? Like... I mean, I guess... As pro as a is that is that for real? Yeah, no, there's a there's pro oh, okay. dart. I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah. I just no. I did not know that there was like a pro dart league. Okay, See, go ahead. This is what happens when you legitimize uh, pro dart playing. Then you think people think they can just do anything. It's a real thing. I, I just thought you played darts in like a seedy old bar, but I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> so go ahead. No, I, I, it's a good point because I wonder at what level of that bar dart playing does somebody go, I'll tell you what, Chuck, you should really think about turning pro. I mean. Who, who sponsors these things? I don't know. Budweiser, I'm guessing. Uh, who else would be interested? <laughs> All right, um, go ahead. The news of her arrest came several days after the public learned that she had launched a career as an independent pornographer on the internet, producing solo videos of the erotic performances from her home in Nashville, Tennessee. In a new interview, she tells the Daily Beast uh, that her work has been life affirming. She says, and I quote here, I felt like I had I had not done the work I needed to do on myself and my relationship. I would have been dead within a year. Spielberg has previously been open about her struggles with anxiety, depression, substance abuse, and finding herself on the brink of homelessness. Reps for her iconic E.T. and Schindler's List director dad have yet to respond to request for comment to the Daily Beast. Um, earlier this year, she claimed that her high-profile parents were, quote, intrigued by her new career path and expressed hopes that she would be proud uh, of how she bounced back from a drinking problem that almost took her life a couple of times after she turned 21. So it's clear that she's got a, 
you know, she's got a couple of issues here. She needs help. She needs like, like, I hate to say it, like mental help. Like she needs like a therapist. Like she jumped from alcohol to porn, which is another addiction. It can be an addiction. Like maybe there's something else we can get her to be addicted to. I'm still on the crochet team. <laughs> I'm still on the crochet team. <laughs> team crochet all the way. Team crochet all the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you, you know, I mean, I don't want to like demonize, you know, because a lot of people do porn and do very well and are probably are nice, lovely people. But I would say a majority of people, like you said, are replacing one addiction for, with another. For another. And isn't that like, doesn't help not good yeah it doesn't doesn't help you get to where you need to be um she is uh on many vids so i've never heard of many vids before i've heard of only only friend only fans only fans i almost said only friends right i'm now. i'm learning about all these things i had no idea what only fans yeah. I, I had no idea what all this it's huge. It's and the the other guy, we talked about him not that long ago, Aaron Carter, the Nick Carter's brother, who's kind of also in a bad way. He's on another one. I, I can't remember the name of it. Bubble gum or something or pop. Like, what are these things? It's all just pay to play. You know, you, you got to pay to get access to the content that these people are putting out. Um, now, I will say, again, I'm going at this from a father's perspective. She's not doing anything hardcore. It's mostly solo uh, videos. So, I mean, if, you're, if your kid comes to you and is like, I'm doing porn, the first thing I think you're going to think about is going, oh, my God, please let it be a solo by yourself thing and not with, not with another. You know, you don't want her being part of the jackhammer team. You know what I mean? You don't want her being in the let's set a record on the orgy uh, genre team. But doesn't that set off like another red flag? knowing that she's doing it by herself like doesn't that seem like another cry for help like another insecurity another problem that's not being taken care of and as a mother like if i knew she was doing it with a guy i'd be like okay that would bother me but that she's doing it for attention by herself that kind of that makes me sad kind of yeah well the whole thing as is a mom the whole thing is strange because obviously he has more resources than anybody yeah. and like, like he could stop working to give her the time that she needs like no, nobody has to work in that family you know what i mean ever again ever again so to kind of just throw to give it all up and throw your support behind your daughter seems like the move um but again this also seems incredibly complicated because she's adopted and you know, I've known a couple people that are adopted and that's, they always kind of come to yeah. this difficult crossroads, you know, where they, you know, where they learn about it or they get to a certain age and, yeah, you know, so that could be a little bit of a weird thing too. Um, you know, uh, she mentions a couple of times about being a different race than her parents uh, and that being a thing, uh, being a, uh, well, we kind of know someone who is going through this right now, kind of going through something like this where they're kind of lost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's maybe that's a factor in it where she just doesn't feel like she fits in with her family. 
where like no matter how much they try and help her, there's oh, nothing... or love her probably it, it's yeah it's probably that's the issue too. That could be that could be an issue too. Yeah, yeah, but I just I don't know. It feels like um, you know, if you had to decide between you know alcoholism or drugs and porn, probably porn has the least worth of actual physical damage to you. You know, a long term yeah. damage. But again, you, you can't get some of this stuff back once it's out there, you know? Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, and then going... down the line, if you have kids and they see it, because I mean, the, she's got a last name that uh, generations to come are going to know. And yeah, the, you know, that's a hard part. And I'm hoping she doesn't have to do that and it'd be a shame down the line. If it does come out at the same time, though, it, it, it are like that's really the only damage that can be done is that your kids eventually find this stuff, because I don't know if professional damage really happens anymore when it comes to like porn, because it's like almost everybody's got like something out there right now. Like, it's just like everybody has had something leak at some point or another. And they've con I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people and they continue to work and and move. Past. It's not as end your career as it used to be years and years ago yeah i mean people have made careers off of them but you can't help yeah i mean yeah. <laughs> what up kardashians yeah um but you can't you can't help but also recognize the attention thing here like you said yeah. like there's a, an obvious attention on this obviously her father gets a ton of attention yeah I mean, there's, you know, there's an element to that, but, uh, but that's why I can't help but think, why not, why not put a camera in her hand? Like, why not let her? Maybe she just feels so insecure that her parents are who they are and she can't measure up to that. I guess so. But I mean, I mean at, at least try. I mean, it, all I the Beatles kids got into music and are, they're doing fairly all right. If they could do it, you know, you could do it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. I just, I, I, if I was Spielberg, I'd be flying in all them Beatles kids and being like, let's get a little, <laughs> let's get a little group going here. Need you guys to help out Michaela, help her get past this time. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. I hope she turns out okay. Um, and we will be helping her by donating to her many vids account. We're going to, no, open. we will not. Oh, no? Oh. <laughs> no, no. Thought it was no. a good idea at the time. Um, there is a Republican in Mississippi who put out a tweet that, uh, his intention was, uh, I think expressing the willingness for, or encouraging the fact that Mississippi should secede from the United States of America. And instead he tweeted out that Mississippi should succeed from the United States of America. So that's surprising. Falling short there a little bit, Mississippi. Uh, now I will say this: I, from somebody who you know relies on spell check heaven, heavily, I, uh, I can't even really spell restaurant without having to look twice on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I don't blame the guy for being stupid and not being able to spell. But when the the issue I can take with him is when you're making a big bold statement like we should leave the union. Like just run that through spell check. Show that to the to the wife or the kids or the secretary or the coworker. Just yeah. Like, like if the word's highlighted or has a couple dots underneath it, maybe you should take a second look at it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Can't hurt. Exactly. 
and now you've deleted it, which looks even worse because the internet knows all. The internet captures everything. So even if you delete stuff, it doesn't matter. It's still, it's, it's there. People still have it, and now you look even worse and, and even more more dumb than you were to begin with. You know, so um, bless this guy's heart. His name is Price Wallace, which is as good of a name coming from Mississippi as you could possibly gather. I mean, there's just, there's nothing better than a name like Price Wallace. And look at this guy, for those of you that are watching on YouTube or Facebook, I mean, is that not oh. Price Wallace or what? He looks like Cam from Modern Family a little bit. He's got his <laughs> little hat on, he's, you know. Cam he's, was from Missouri. Cam was from Missouri, right. But he's, he, you know, they're on their way or coming back from a pig competition of some sort. You know, so yeah. it's all good. It's all good. But um, he wants to secede from the um, from the union, basically because Biden and Kamala Harris are being elected president. Um, I, I don't know. Again, you, you, there's not a bigger fall flat on your face than making a big, bold statement and having something misspelled in there. You just got to double check those things before you do them. Takes two seconds. Just takes two seconds. Uh, and I don't see, you know, if, uh, if frankly, if Lincoln uh, was able to keep the union together over, over slavery and those other issues, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't foresee this really gathering a lot of momentum, to be honest with you. Um, but of course, a lot of people are, are unhappy, but I'm sure they'll figure out ways to come, come across that. But I will say this, Price Wallace, you have, blipped up on our radar and we will be keeping track of what you do from here mm -hmm. on out. <laughs> we are you could become one of the favorite sons here during this time who knows who knows as somebody who makes a living off of the other th uh, other stupid things that people do yes you've got a friend in us price wallace you've got a friend in us um ticketmaster is announcing a new app and a new policy moving forward. This is really, really interesting, terrifying, alarming, you name it. Um, but um, Live Nation and the concert industry overall has just been getting killed during this time. Uh, you know, cases for the pandemic, they're all going up through the roof. We're looking at some new things coming in here in our New York area. Um, and uh, I don't think that people really want to see this go that much farther into 2021. So um, Ticketmaster and Live Nation, they're planning this, their game plan, I guess you can say, moving into next year would be to have concerts, to have shows, especially outdoor shows, and to marry their ticket purchasing platform with a verifying system that would either notify them of a vaccine taken or a negative test for the coronavirus. So essentially what would happen is, is you would buy a ticket, you buy a ticket to a show, and it would marry with this health software, um, which there's a couple out there, IBM has one, Clear has another one. It's a company called Clear, C-L-E-A-R. Um, and if you have the vaccine, it would basically give you the thumbs up the pass. Like, okay, Ant's got the vaccine. He can go see 
you know, Jimmy Buffett, no big deal. If I don't have the vaccine and I buy a ticket, it will prompt me to whatever your local health regulations are, 72 hours, 24 hours, 48, whatever it is, to go get a COVID test. And if you test negative, it would automatically share this information with the app and you would be granted access into the concert. So this is their new thing moving forward. And you have to think about the fact that if they're looking at this for concerts, obviously they're going to be looking at this for sporting events moving forward as sporting events are going to want, sports teams are going to want to start getting some of that revenue back and letting people come into the stadiums and the arenas again. And if you're doing it for that, I'm sure movie theaters are going to express interest in something like this. And then we are off to the races on just, you know, sharing I'm not this. comfortable with this. I don't know if anybody so is not comfortable. comfortable. I will not be going to a, a, see a show then. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if anybody's really comfortable with this. This is, you know, slippery slope argument. This is there's a lot of things to unpack on this one here. Uh, and it is a little, you know, it's a little scary and futuristic and weird. And, you know, the ability that you need to pass a, a health test in order to gain access somewhere is unnerving. Um, the fact that things can be hacked and information can be your, your medical. I'm sorry. There's a lot of things wrong with that. There's also, if you haven't taken the vaccine. Well, then- a, vac- a lot of people don't want to take it. So right, but what it's do the, you do then? It's the vaccine or the test. You can have either. So if you don't want to take the vaccine, you still have that right. But you have to get a negative COVID test before the actual event. And I don't know how, you know, on how on solid ground that is. Because let's say you go on a Wednesday. The concert's on Friday. You go on a Wednesday. You get your test. Thursday comes, you're exposed to somebody. Friday, you go to the... I, I mean, I don't know if it, it can, you know, make itself contagious in 24 hours. I, I don't really know. I don't like... But it's, it seems a little like that's not even a full, full-blown, um, foolproof way to do it. But on the other hand, there is this overwhelming need to get back to normalcy, get back to reality. There's economic implications here at the same time for sporting events, for movies, for concerts. This is a way to keep people safe. Uh, you know, I, I, again, I could see people being very uncomfortable with putting this information and this data online and, and having it being married to your ability to go see a show, it's all very suspect. But at the same time, you can tell Live Nation and Ticketmaster, they're, they're in survival mode right now, just trying to do whatever it is possible to get their industry back up and, and running again. And it, it would give me peace of mind if I was going to a show and I know, hey, everybody here is is pretty much good. We can, we can enjoy and not, you know, not have to worry about anybody getting. Yeah. But like you said, if you take a test, okay. I took a test when I thought I was sick. It took three days to get back in those three days. 
what if I had been out and got it from someone? Like I had gotten it within those three days of it coming back. Like there's no one, 100% that I, you're not going to get it. Right. Yeah. It's still flawed. I don't think I don't think this plan even works at all until you have a rapid test until you have a 15 minute test where you go early to a show and you go to an area or whatever, which is a nightmare when you're talking about tens of thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, You know, I mean, it's that's just a nightmare Or, or or maybe on your way to the show, you stop at your local doctor clinic, whatever place and you. I don't know how it would work, but I mean, until you have that sort of instantaneous test result, there's no there's no real way of of doing something like this moving forward. Um, at the so, who pays for the, all the testing? Like, also, who's paying for all this? Yeah, I mean, they would have to work it into the ticket price. I'd like, you're asking a lot of people to go see a show, and I yes, I know we all want to get back to normal. But I want to get back to normal and not have 30 different steps before I get back to that normal. I mean, the only thing I could equate this to is, you know, after 9-11, we, we tacked on, you know, I we all remember a time we used to go to a baseball game. You used to just walk to the stadium and go in and go. Now you got to go through metal detectors and empty your pockets out into a basket, you know. And there was additional cost for that, and that got absorbed into the ticket or whatever, you know, however that was worked out, that was worked out. I, I just see this going down that same exact path, like whatever. Yeah. And how many times do you go to a baseball game, and how many times have you heard people go, it's not worth the money to spend all that to go to a game because it's prices have gone up. No, yeah. Well, of course. And there's always, there's always going to be that. But there's a difference between going to the doctor or going to get um, a drive-through test done, then going to uh, a, a stadium a half hour earlier just to walk through. It, it, there's, it's a lot. It's, it becomes a lot, yes. Yeah. You're right. It becomes another prohibitive thing where, again, like adults might be like, whatever, I can go through it, but you know, families of four, families of five, like you might look at that now and go, well, forget it. I'm not going to have the kids stand in the line to get tested. And then, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's weird too, because this is also kind of being rolled up into this Michael Bay movie. Did you hear about this Michael Bay movie songbird? No, they released a trailer a couple of weeks ago. I didn't get around to seeing it. I just got around to seeing it now. It's about the world four years from now dealing with COVID-23, meaning that this thing like mutates and gets even worse. Like, it's like, I don't know one person that wants to see this friggin' movie. This is like the biggest nightmare I've ever seen. He put the trailer out. It looks awful. Like, it's like everybody's in lockdown for like ever. Everybody's in their own apartment. They have like encampments where like they just lock people away and, uh, but the one interesting thing is, is like they have it, it is like a cell phone app where you just like hold up your cell phone and it scans you and it figures out if you have if you have the the virus. But I feel like and again, I haven't seen the movie. I only saw the trailer um, and you, anybody could look it up if they want to go see watch the songbird trailer. Um, I feel like if you if we get to the point where you ha- you can scan yourself on a cell phone and it'll tell you if you're sick or not, like that's the biggest 
that's it. That's everything right there. That's alleviating everything. But I guess I guess then there's also a thing of like where if you scan yourself and you're sick and you're like, oh, screw it, I'm going to the show anyway or I'm going out anyway. Yeah. I mean, I right. guess there's that that possibility, too. But I mean, you would hope that people I, I, I feel like people, if they knew they were sick, would stay home. I don't think that's ever been an issue. Like, I don't I like, don't know about people, that because I know people that send their kids to school when they're sick. I mean, usual yeah, sickness, I mean, not not this. I mean, not this. I mean, people have been like, I'm not wearing a mask or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that. But I don't think if you told any human being in America, you have it if they would. Although I shouldn't say that. I think there's been actually a couple of instances. Actually, one of the baseball guys, actually, that, that yeah. kind of happened. Yeah. But in normal society, I mean, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, we wouldn't. I don't think anyone would really go out knowing that they have it. Yeah. I would hope not. I would, but I, I, I mean, there were, I mean, there was, I think people's views on this have changed though, because there was a time where it was like, if you're sick, you better show up to work. And I feel like a lot more workplaces are like, now, if you have the flu, stay home because we kind of learned and got smarter where if like you always tell your people to go into work, your entire force is going to get sick versus just tell the sick person to stay home and don't spread it around the office, you yeah. know? So I don't know, but I feel like fuck Michael Bay for even making this movie because this is like not the movie that anybody. We don't need to see that. Don't, we got to stay positive. And there's no way to even put it out. I would love it if he put this out and it made like $700. Like that would make me so happy if it was like, guess what? Nobody wants to watch this shit, you know? Yeah. Like nobody wants to think about this getting far worse and still being an issue four years from now. I always, I think it's going to be an issue like the flu. Yeah. Because that's come back, it comes back every year. Uh, I'm just hoping that we can get it to a point where it's like, not like this. I mean, everybody's hoping, everybody's hoping and, and we're on the dawn of the holiday season. And, you know, like I said, we're getting new, new, new restrictions are being added here in New York. Uh, what was it? Bars, restaurants, and bowling alleys with liquor licenses yeah. will now have to close at 10 p.m. Who's going out after 10? I'm like in bed already. <laughs> Who are these people? Who? None, none of these rules are for us. None of these rules are for parents of a three and five year old. None of these rules apply. <laughs> you couldn't get me, you couldn't pay me to stay out that late. <laughs> I can't, you can't pay me to stay up that late, let alone go out that late. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I don't know, but um, I'm hoping for far better results than what we've been doing in the last couple of weeks because the numbers are alarming everywhere. And I hope Michael Bay, his movie flops and he never gets to make another movie again. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're going to have a Michael Bay OnlyFans. It's going to be him and the Spielberg girl. You know, that's uh -huh. that's what I and I hope that I hope I hope he goes into OnlyFans and she finds her way out of it to start making really good movies. That's yeah, my hope. Do a swap. That, yeah. I'd like to switch those two around for sure. Uh, don't forget to uh, check out our sponsors. Hero Soap Company. It is Veterans Day. I want to say thank you to all the veterans. This is a veteran owned company with a product made right here in the USA. And every time you buy a bar of this soap. They send a bar over to our troops, which is extraordinary. 
Proceeds from the soap go to build homes for veterans here in the country. And of course, it does help us with the cost of the podcast. So if you can buy a bar of that soap, definitely get it. It's the greatest soap that I've ever used. This is a good opportunity. My wife is here. How yes. how amazing does the soap smell and, and it does. perform? It does. We had like a little sliver left and I was walking past the bathroom and I could still smell it. That's how... <laughs> And it smells really, really good. Yeah, it smells really, really good. And we just ran out, so it's like I gotta, I we gotta start cracking open the new, the new bars. So, um, yeah, it, it, they've just, uh, they're extraordinarily great bars of soap. All the different aromas that you get, which are all natural, by the way. And as I've been saying, everybody who's ordered has nothing but kind things to say. And now what I'm starting to hear is people who are ordering the bar of soap are going into the subscription because they're like, okay, this is good. And I want to just keep getting this delivered to my house so I don't have to think about it anymore. And you can get 20% off that subscription, but you got to use the promo code Anthony and you got to click the link that's in the description of this episode or on the banner of the homepage of anthonyonair.com. So don't forget that. Also, do check out our second channel, which is all clips and highlights from the show. So if you can't watch the whole thing or you just want to watch a five minute clip, you can now do that on our secondary channel. It's Anthony on Air Clips on YouTube. Uh, check that out and subscribe over there. And uh, don't forget our merch is now available. We've got our whole new line of shirts, including our silhouette shirt that you can see on the screen right there. My wife inspired this Not Now shirt because she incessantly screams that at our children, deservingly so. Janine's inspired that that's what she said shirt and of course to go along with our uh, microphone iconic microphone logo shirt we've added our coffee cup our wine glass and our mug of beer has become popular amongst the fellas that likes to watch the footballs on a uh, Sunday so uh, grab that all at the anthonyonair.com store on our website. There's also links on our YouTube channel as well. I want to thank uh, Cuddles for filling in for uh, J Sabs and Frankie C. I want to thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, hoping uh, all goes well over the next couple of days. And uh, to all our veterans, I can't honestly tell you how much I really do appreciate uh, all that you've sacrificed and continue to sacrifice for us. Like I said, I love doing this uh, and I get to do it every day. And it's uh, it's you men and women that afford me the opportunity. So I am eternally, eternally uh, grateful for that. So thank you so very, very much. Uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Have a good one.